Today's program is brought to you by Heritage Foods USA, the nation's largest distributor of heritage breed pigs and turkeys. For more information, visit heritagefoodsusa.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Greetings and welcome to Animal Instinct here at Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Celia Kutcher, also known as the Food Healer. And today, I'm excited about this uh, interview. I'm going to be talking to Gallup NYC, interviewing Beth McReynolds, who's a site coordinator manager for Gallup NYC. However, she does a lot of other stuff for them as well. So we're going to get right into it, talk about this amazing program, what they do, and how you guys can help as well. So... Beth, how are you? I am fine, Celia. Thank you so much for having me here. Thanks for coming in. It's mm-hmm. so much fun having people in the studio with me. I love it. It's a good time. Yes. So, Gallup NYC. Mm-hmm. What does it do? What is this organization? Gallup NYC is a therapeutic horsemanship nonprofit, and we use horseback riding and horse care as a means of therapy uh, for people who have various different special needs. And so I was on your website, and it talks about therapeutic horsemanship. So for people that don't know what that means, what is that really? Well, we don't say it's not therapeutic horseback riding um, because we're also entailing the caring of the horse, learning how to tack up the horses, uh, their general grooming and their general care, and just the way in which just working with horses and being around horses uh, can prove therapeutic uh, for all different types of uh, conditions. It can be physical, cognitive, emotional, behavioral, social, uh, all different types of special needs can be addressed with uh, being around horses and working with horses. You know, it's funny because for people that know me know I come from a horse background. And horses are, they're really, really special animal. I mean, they act like deer in many cases where if they get scared, they're, they're out. You know, but they're also really, they're so wise, Mm -hmm. and especially with children and especially with people with special needs. So when you're talking about people with special needs, like what kind of special needs do you guys really primarily deal with? Uh, We have have people of all ages that we work with. Um, It is primarily children. Uh, We have a lot of riders that are on the autism spectrum. Mm. Uh, We have many riders who uh, have cerebral palsy. Uh, We work with uh, riders who are blind, who are partially paralyzed. Uh, We have a multiple sclerosis group that we work with. Uh, We have people who have um, emotional issues, uh, people who have behavioral issues, Mm. uh, at-risk young people. So it's just a lot of different things that can be uh, addressed with therapeutic horseback riding and horsemanship. It really can. And I've worked with special needs kids with horses, and that was amazing Mm -hmm. just to see these kids who had never even really seen a horse up close. And then, you know, after the program, really having this bond with this animal and Mm -hmm. so much more understanding for really – it's amazing. I mean, they were, you know – more conscious of their surroundings, more conscious of life, more conscious of what what their actions would do to someone else. Exactly, exactly. Uh, As I was talking, people with behavioral issues, young people with behavioral issues who maybe haven't learned to be respectful of other people or other living creatures. Mm -hmm. And when they 
discover they can have this wonderful bond with this huge animal yeah. that is uh, that is largely foreign to people, especially to people from the city who aren't around them. Mm-hmm. And so they learn to have compassion and they learn to love. And so it's not just a physical thing. Yes, there are wonderful physical aspects from horseback riding, from being able to uh, to get the muscle strength from holding mm-hmm. yourself up. But there's all these emotional and behavioral aspects of it as well that... Uh, that's really very positive. It's true. And it's like, it always cracks me up because it's like, you know, the horses, like a horse is so tolerant, you know, it's like you get this big horse and like you can hang off its neck right. and you can do all these horrible things to it or whatever. And it's like, okay, you know, then you get a pony and like you get up close to it and the thing's like, get away from me. You know, so like, Not our ponies. Our ponies love everybody. You got good ponies. I mean, that's what I love. Frankly, I love the ponies. I'm a bit of a masochist. So yes. I totally dig that. But yes. it's funny too, because like some of the kids we worked with you know they're not as afraid of the ponies because they're small so they think they're a dog and then you know this pony would like like just be a jerk to him you know push him away if he was being stupid or what have you you know and so after a while they got smart and were like we like the horses we don't like the ponies right (laughs) right. yeah some of the really big huge horses are so incredibly sweet and loving and i've seen the way the horses behave with children, and you're right, there's a difference. They they understand yeah, they that this child is is more delicate, and they have to be gentle with them. And it's really quite lovely to see that they do have this knowledge. And whereas if you and I went up to a horse and made a lot of loud noise, uh, the horse might show us that they, they weren't happy yeah. about that. But if it's a child that's making a lot of noise, they just seem to understand that they have to be careful and gentle with um, with the child. So, yeah. Is it hard for you guys to find horses that are qualified to do the work that you need them to do? No, it really isn't. Our horses um, have been rescued. Uh, for, there's a lot of different ways that we've that we have acquired our horses. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our horses are retired from other professions that they had before us. We oh, have nice. um, we have former harness racers. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. We have a former <laughs> dressage horse. Cool. Um, absolutely. Uh, we've had horses that have been. Um, rescued from stables that were no longer able to afford them Mm. Uh, we have one horse that was purchased for a a grandchild as a horse for the child to learn to ride on but the horse was just way too big for Mm. a young child to work with so that horse was donated to us Uh, we have a horse that was uh, a former jumper and uh, she yeah she injured herself uh, in her stall injured her eye and uh, was out of a job and so we took her on and now she is one of our our best horses. Uh, so they do tend to be older horses that we work with, horses that have had other careers, so yep. they are bomb-proof at this point. Nice. And uh, no, we ask them, uh, we train them. It's really not difficult for what we ask them to do. We mm-hmm. don't ask them to do anything particularly stressful for them. We yeah. ask them to walk, trot, and um, you know they're not doing jumping anymore or anything yeah. like that. So Do they even canter, really? Mm-hmm. Not uh, occasionally yeah. with some of our riders that are more uh, advanced, but that's not a, an everyday kind of thing so it's and you know the thing is too for people like i remember one of the big things that was going on with competition horses was like you know oh it's cruel it's mean and it's like the horses love it if they didn't love it they would not tolerate any of it well absolutely and there's a reason that the term being put out to pasture has a negative connotation totally. that if they don't have a job they have nothing to do they have nothing to occupy their mind and horses that don't have jobs are in a, a very precarious position yeah. financially if 
if you will. No kidding. No kidding. Right. So they have to have a job. They have to have a means of providing for their food and care because they're expensive. Yeah, they are. And they get bored. I mean, if you keep a horse in a stall all day, it's like, you know, it'd be like you being locked in your room all day. Right. It's just like, ugh. Right, right. There's only so much TV you can watch. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, they they need a purpose, like all of us need a purpose. And I love the fact that you're using these horses that were worked hard, you know, Mm -hmm. and that still have that feel like there's still a reason for them to get up in the morning and i mean for i know this might sound crazy to some of you but it's really true like Mm -hmm. you know animals are the same as us they're you know it's like especially working animals Mm -hmm. that if they get up in the morning and they have a job to do it's like all right i'm ready let's do this right and we've given them many many more years of productive life so cool Mm -hmm. so cool i love it everyone wins totally Mm -hmm. totally and it's like and you know some of these horses that now they're getting older they're getting the care that they need because they're being used every day so you can see if there's a problem right where so many of the older retirees you know a week later it's like oh they're lame when did that happen right because no one's watching them totally because we're always monitoring them yes so they're cared for i like you guys Yay! thank you we (laughs) like you too celia so are your horses english western or is it whatever they were english really yes Mm -hmm. cool Mm -hmm. yeah cool we use english saddles and yes is there a reason why you don't use Western tack? Um, I just think because it's not that common here. I mean, no yeah. one has given me a reason other than that, yeah. you know. Um, so I think it's just English is what's common here in New York. We do have, uh, there's one rider that we work with that we've used a Western saddle. And I think that was more, uh, he was a bigger boy. It was more mm-hmm. of, a, of a stability kind of thing. But it was really kind of just a, a, an experiment to see how he would react to it but mm-hmm. no we stick with with english but western saddles are so heavy they're too. so oh, they're the worst it's gigantic <laughs> yeah that too that too so they're they're harder to handle so how many barns in new york city are taking part in this program right okay now? we have five different locations in the city where That's we great. work now uh we have two locations in brooklyn uh we're at jamaica bay riding academy and we have an area called bowling green in prospect park where we work cool. uh we work at lynn's riding center in forest hills and we work at the bronx equestrian center and at riverdale equestrian center so we have five total in all now and growing Every day, it's amazing. So we're expanding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you? I know it's Gallup NYC, right. but are you trying to stay just in the New York City limits, or will you go out for now? Mm-hmm. For now, yeah, because we are NYC. You yeah. know, we we want to have a location at, in every borough, and um, so that's what we're working toward. Cool. So, yeah. And I, I'm not even sure. I, I think a million years ago there were horses in Staten Island, but I don't know if that's true or not. I'm sure there had to have been at some point, exactly. right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, there's, you know, there's a very large population there that we'd like to be able to serve as well. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have five now. So, um, anywhere you are in the city, we have a location that's reasonably close to you. Um, you know, almost all of them, four of the five are uh, accessible through public transportation. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. So. And that's important, too. Absolutely. It is. So, like, how many people are you helping every week? We have approximately 350 riders per what? week. What? Yes, yes, we do. We're wow. in operation seven days a week. Wow. Uh, we have morning, afternoon, and early evening classes. Wow. And, yeah, so we uh, serve about 350 a week. And how many trainers do you have going? Like, how many, how many, how many volunteers and trainers Oh, goodness. Uh, I think we have around five instructors at this point with Mm -hmm. several who are in the process of becoming uh, certified. Uh, We have around 400 volunteers that uh, are active at any one time. Yes. So it's um, it's a big and growing operation. Yes. 
And I love that that's, I mean, it's, where are you finding trainers? I mean, these days, it's like, unless you're, you know, in the competitive circuit, it's pretty hard to find people that'll train horses. <clears throat> well, a lot of people, everyone comes to New York. Yeah, no so kidding. we have people who come from uh, horse country, come from farm areas. and that's a trip. Um, Yeah, and we have... Um, uh, people from Colorado, people from New Zealand who are from, you know, farm environments and they come to New York to pursue different things and uh, and get involved in therapeutic horsemanship. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then you, I'm assuming your instructors receive special training for yes. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Is it some kind of a certification? Or? It's called PATH certification. It's the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship. It's cool. an international organization, uh, and they are the governing body for therapeutic horsemanship. And, yes, so they have a very stringent training and testing, and the tests are not easy to pass. A yeah. lot of people can't pass them. Uh, it takes several you know tries to be able to. This is <laughs> not. Not, yeah, Good. this is not something that you can just say, oh, I want to be a therapeutic horse, you know, horsemanship yeah, totally. trainer. It's not that easy. Good. Um, so, yes, they have very, very stringent guidelines that they have to meet, uh, written tests, writing tests, and they're always having to learn new because this is an area that's continuing to grow as, yeah. a, as a therapy. So, yes, it's, it's not something you can just decide tomorrow I'm going to become a therapeutic horsemanship instructor so like how long would it take for someone who did wake up tomorrow and go i want to do this well it certified. would depend on how much it would depend how much uh horse experience they have good point. you know you know if there's someone who's a uh, a master equestrian it might just take them a year or so yeah yeah uh, but if there's someone who needs the horse skills it could take a lot longer so it would really just depend Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that it's hard because, I mean, there are so many certifications out there that are like, just give us the money, Better baby, and right. here you go. Or hang it on your wall. Right. No, you no, know? no, 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 yeah, no. Sadly, all. all the certifications I've had haven't been like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always yeah. been like, wow, you want me to work really hard. Right. But yeah. it's, it's great. And especially for this and especially around horses because horses are... You know, they, they're very, very complicated animals, but they're also mm-hmm. very simple. And so if you didn't grow up with them around you and understanding the mentality of them, it would be tough as an adult just to be like, I want to work with horses. I've never seen one up close. Sure, sure. And then be okay with it, you yeah. know? But that's uh, one of the great things about Gallup NYC, about volunteering, is that there are people who don't have that experience with horses, but they've always wanted to be around horses. Yeah. They've always wanted to learn how to lead a horse, how to tack a horse. Come and volunteer with us. We will teach you. And it's really hard to be around horses in New York without having to pay a lot of money yeah, no for kidding. classes. No kidding. Come volunteer with Gallup NYC. You can be around horses for free, and we will teach you how to tack them and how to groom them and how to care for them and teach you how to lead them. And there are times when we have uh, people who, riders who have to cancel a lesson where we have a, a little bit, bit of free time. Mm-hmm. We let the volunteers ride. We nice. can't promise that, of course, yeah, but yeah. there are plenty of times when that is a, a, a possibility. So if you are a horse person or if you're someone who just wants to learn about horses, we're a great organization to volunteer with. I think that's amazing, too, because, I mean, like for the Mm -hmm. barns that, you know, are expensive and you, you know, you go and you take your lessons and stuff. Normally what happens in those places is that you get to the ring and you're handed your horse. Mm -hmm. So most people don't even know the first thing about putting on the equipment. They don't groom their horses. They they just ride them. It's kind of like getting in a car. Mm -hmm. And I've actually talked to some barns about creating a program that's not a summer camp program. That's like horse 101. Here, look, it's a brush. It's a hoof pick. Right. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you guys are offering this is fantastic. Yes, yes. And I think that's a big problem with modern equestrianism is that people aren't doing that, so they're not even 
getting that interaction with the horse. They're getting mm-hmm. on riding for you know either an hour or five minutes, and then handing the horse to a groom, and then going home. And never learning to have that relationship with the horse. Yeah, right? and that's I mean that's what mm-hmm. I miss the most out of all the riding and everything that I did. Honestly, was just grooming a horse right. and just hanging out right. and grazing them. Right. Well, that's another part of the therapeutic aspect of them that you wouldn't think that grooming a horse would be therapy but it is it really is you've experienced it yourself you know the calming effect that they can have on you and they love it so they you're do just love like it. this they is great yeah but i want fun. to let you know though for anyone listening who really isn't interested in horses or maybe it's really more interested in working with people with special needs you can decide if you want to get uh more experience with the horses if nice. you just want to work with people with special needs and you don't have any interest at all in taking care of horses that's fine as well. That's cool. Yeah. So it's really whatever you want, we can accommodate that. <laughs> You're like, new yeah. volunteer, great. we got 40 stalls for you to market. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no, we don't do that. We don't do that unless you want to. No. <laughs> I got to no. say, too, that's fun. I hate to say it, but that's pretty therapeutic, too. It's- it is. Well, we have we worked with uh, a group of young men this summer who were in uh, the juvenile justice system. Cool. And we had them do everything from mucking the stalls to tacking nice. to riding to bathing, grooming, you know, the whole deal and it's absolutely therapeutic and it's also a great skill too. it is and you it's know. a good workout too, yeah boy. absolutely mm-hmm. great great exercise Throw a couple hundred bales of hay mm-hmm. around you'll be looking mighty yes, fine in a couple will. Of weeks you will. Sure. i would tell those boys you know this is this this not <laughs> go on your resume you know totally. picking up manure is a skill it really is right it's a it farm really, skill and i mean and not saying skill. this to to kid either mm-hmm. i mean mucking a stall you have to learn how to do this it's right. not like you know oh i can do this right Actually, that's a job skill it really is right. mm-hmm so we have to take a, about a minute break, but I am talking to Beth McReynolds all about Gallup NYC, so just hang out and we will continue the conversation. Hello out there, it's Steve Jenkins, I'm with Fairway Markets, White Leghorn, Red Wattle, Bourbon Red, Navajo Churro. Well, these aren't names you're likely to hear at a Fairway butcher counter or any other counter today, but before the rise of factory farming, you would have. And at Heritage Foods USA, you still do. Heritage Foods USA exists to promote genetic diversity, small family farms, and a fully traceable food supply. You see, we believe the best way to help a family farmer is to buy from them. And Heritage Foods is honored to represent a network of family farmers and artisanal producers whose work presents an immeasurable gift to our food system and to biodiversity. The meat we celebrate, whether it's Heritage Turkey, Japanese Steaks, Berkshire Pork, or Navajo Churro Lamb Chops is the righteous kind. From healthy animals of sound genetics that have been treated humanely and allowed to pursue their natural instincts, it's a simple fact. Animals raised according to this philosophy taste better. And as we like to say, you have to eat them to save them. Visit us at HeritageFoodsUSA.com for more information. Hi, this is Dave Arnold from Cooking Issues, and I'm here to talk to you about the Museum of Food and Drink, which is finally getting a brick-and-mortar space right here in Brooklyn, New York. So the Museum of Food and Drink is opening the MOFAD Lab, our first laboratory and gallery space, where we will be putting on an exhibition called Making It or Faking It, 
the history of the flavor industry. It tackles a very important uh, topic, which is how the food system got to be the way it is now uh, as a result of the intervention of the flavor industry, how that happened. Get your tickets at tickets.mofad.org to come see the first exhibit ever of the Museum of Food and Drink at the MoFad Lab, brought to you by Infinity on 62 Bayard Street. And we are back. I am talking to Beth McReynolds all about Gallup NYC, which is an amazing program that's in New York City that uses horses to help people. So we're just going to continue this conversation. Beth, is Gallup NYC really only for people with disabilities? Um, well, yes, it is. It's a, it's a therapeutic program, so it is for people who have, all, as I said before, all different types of special needs and disabilities. So it is solely for, for that. So, like, you just can't walk in and be like, I no. want a pony ride. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. We do have uh, a program open to the public on the weekends uh, at our Prospect Park location. And uh, I believe now it's Saturdays from... Oh, gosh, I'm on the line here. I think maybe two to four, I believe. Uh, it's a public horse education program oh, cool. where the public can come and uh, with children, and we will teach you about the horse. And this is for children, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, teach the kids about the horse. We'll let them ride the horse for a few minutes. Uh, you just give them kind of an overview of horses. And mm-hmm. that is for anyone that's completely free of charge. And, again, that's in the Bowling Green section of Prospect Park nice. on Saturday. Days. I, I like mm-hmm. so want to volunteer for you guys. I can't even tell you. I'm well, like, we so want you. <laughs> like, we want I could do that. Yes, you I could, could totally do that. That'd yeah. be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, we absolutely would love to have you. <laughs> I tell you, I really will be in touch with you guys after the show because okay, I really do miss it. But as we know, I mean, all the great organizations in New York, especially the animal based ones, are all nonprofits, which you guys are as well. Mm-hmm. So how are you able to find the volunteers and like for such specific training? Like how are you able to make this work? Well, there is no specific training necessary in order to volunteer with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever we need volunteers to do, we are able to train you to do it. Nice. So if you have no horse experience, not a problem. If you have no experience working with people with special needs, not a problem. Wow. We have an orientation program, a training uh, program that will teach you everything you need to know. And it, it isn't difficult. Yeah. I mean, this isn't something that's going to require a long period of time to be trained. Right. It isn't difficult at all. People come to us, they volunteer with us for a host of different reasons. It can be because they want to be around horses. Mm -hmm. It can be because they have an interest in working with special needs people. Mm -hmm. It can be because they have to for school. Mm. Uh, It can be because they just want to do something that they feel they can give back to the community, and this is something that interests them. Uh, So there's just so many different reasons as to why people come to Gallup NYC to volunteer. So does Gallup NYC, I know other barns this happens in, especially the smaller ones, mm-hmm. like do the groups in Gallup NYC kind of become like a tight uh, family? Oh, yes, yes. We all have become friends. Uh, we have a lot of fun things that we do. Uh, we have parties. Nice. We all go out with each other. So sure, there's something about this that is really bonding uh, because we experience this incredible thing seeing what happens with the riders and seeing the progress with them. So we really do become quite close. And, uh, you know, so many of my friends now, I started out as a volunteer Mm -hmm. with Gallup. And, uh, you know, so many of my friends now came from from volunteering. So you get more out of this than really than you 
can possibly imagine, uh, just from feeling like you're doing something good and learning new skills and meeting new friends. And uh, as we talked about earlier, uh, it's great exercise. Yeah, it is. And you get to go to these beautiful locations and all the different locations where we have classes. We have indoor areas. We have outdoor areas. Nice. And they're just they're just gorgeous facilities. Yeah, they are. And, um, you know, it's great to be outside when the weather's good. And when we're inside, there's still beautiful areas and beautiful horses around. So it's just an overall rewarding and pleasant experience. So like places like Jamaica Bay, do are they open mm-hmm. all winter with the program? Mm-hmm. Yes, really? yes, yes. We have classes in Jamaica Bay all winter. Awesome. Yes, we do. Wow. And at Lynn's Riding Center, we have classes in the winter as well because that's indoor. Mm-hmm. And Riverdale, um, I'm assuming, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We sure do. Oh, Riverdale is so beautiful Riverdale's in the, the winter. It's fancy. And Riverdale, when the snow, the red barns against the white snow, it is breathtaking. Yeah, Riverdale and, is exquisite. Yes. It really is. All the barns are beautiful. They are. Riverdale is very fancy. Yes, it is. There are some horses there that you would not believe that you can see walking around. Oh, yeah. Thoroughbreds and different, you know, million-dollar horses. There were some Olympic Uh dressage horses there at one Mm -hmm. point. I think they're still there. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, high level, you know, like, oh, they're fan. No, these horses, you look at them and you're like, oh, my God, it's like a supermodel. <laughs> in the horse yes, they, exactly. That's what they are. They are supermodels. They're incredible, incredible horses. So, so. I'm assuming that you've got a horse background since mm-hmm. you do this. I have a country background. I'm a, a country girl from the hills of Virginia. Cool. So, yes, I was grew up in farm country, and my grandfather had a farm, and uh, my uncles had farms and cousins and all of that. So... Um, you know, I was just a, a country farm girl who loved being, I didn't grow up on a farm myself, mm-hmm. but I had all these other family members who did. And uh, so I just loved being around the animals and loved being around the horses and uh, just a farm environment makes me happy. You know? And I think that's kind of, I mean, for Gallup and see that's a huge blessing because it's like the people that grew up on farms over people that learned about horses, like in a lesson barn. Mm-hmm. There's that deeper thing that we were talking about earlier where, you know, you get up, you go to the barn and you're there until like your parents drag you out. Right, kicking right. and screaming, you mm-hmm. know, and so you really are spending the day with these animals, and you know, like we take our ponies and play with them all day. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you know, dress these things up <laughs> to torture them basically the entire day, you know. But they were like, this is cool, this is great, yeah. And like that kind of bonding and that kind of energy that you just you can't get it in a one hour lesson, mm-hmm. you know. And so to come from that, it's the same as like in the. Um, in the competition world, the people that win every year, they're the ones that had a farm. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that were at the age of three or like riding the dog or, you right, know, doing right. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. So I think that that's really nice to be able to incorporate that as well and that it's not, it's horsemen, it's not horse show people, which right. many of them are horsemen before you all kill me. Mm-hmm. You, all you old school folk, I love you all, you know that, you're all horsemen. A lot of people that are involved in this sport now really aren't because of just all the luxuries that they have in it. So to come where you guys are coming Mm -hmm. and really old school grooming a horse, like learning how to pick its feet, those are really, really important. And I really admire the fact that you guys are doing that because nobody does anymore. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's really... But people come, like I said, from all different backgrounds. And uh, so we do have people that come from the equestrian background. And then we have people who come from uh, the country farm background. And people, as I said, that have no horse experience at all. And I uh, just want to be around them. 
That's so, a trip. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a real trip to me, especially in New York City. But mm-hmm. I love it. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, it's really New York has everything, doesn't it? It does. It does. But people are surprised uh, when we'll have new volunteers come to one of our locations and they'll be it's like, I didn't even know this was here. Yeah. You know, I didn't know there was, you know, 30 horses right down the street from me. Yeah, people don't even know. That, even in Prospect that, Park, people like the horses mm-hmm. in Prospect Park. Yes, there it's are. Like, yeah, there are. There's yes, a bunch there of them, too. Mm-hmm. So do you have any favorite experiences or favorite memories of working with them so far? Oh, goodness. I have, I have so many. Um, one of the most incredible experiences I had um, was working with a little girl who her nurse told us that she was nonverbal mm. and that you know, there was no reason to prompt her to speak because she was nonverbal. Okay. So I was working with her, and just one of the things that we do at Gallup is that we don't talk to the volunteers or really anyone other than the instructors about what a person's prognosis is, Mm. because we feel that that limits. Yeah, totally. It limits you if you're told don't do this or don't do that because they can't do something. Yeah. So we don't don't do that. Um, But this particular nurse did tell me, you know, she's nonverbal, so... Uh, but as I was working with her, I forgot mm. about that she was nonverbal. So I'm so used to prompting a, a rider to, to say, walk on, yeah. to get the, the horse to walk. So I looked at her and I said, say, walk on. And she said, walk no on. Way. And the nurse, we told the nurse afterwards, and she said, no, you don't understand. She doesn't talk. I'm like, she just did. Awesome. In fact, she said, walk on, I believe, four times and said, whoa. And there is something about that experience that they learn, if I just speak, this horse will move. Mm-hmm. And when this horse moves, it's really fun. So that gives them the impetus that they need to speak amazing so that yeah, it was it was incredible to 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 experience something like that that you just couldn't you couldn't even imagine such an incredible experience oh my god i think i'd and be in tears I, like well i was <laughs> i was <laughs> absolutely i was um and uh speaking of tears i was talking with a, a mother just last week and she uh, has a, a five-year-old child and she had the child showed such a great interest in horses and horseback riding and they had put him in a regular horseback riding program mm. and the people there wouldn't let him ride because they just didn't think that he would be able to and that it would be risky and they would let him look at the horses and pet the horse but they wouldn't let him ride and she said oh i brought him here and gallop puts him on the horse immediately and off he goes and he's fine and he's having a great time wow Uh, and she starts to cry and it was just being able to experience that to be a part of that to see what this how incredibly helpful this is to people and you don't get that chance very often Mm-mm. in life you know, to see people's lives change that drastically. And it's something that's needed. You know, mm-hmm. it's something that seems like it would be so, so like such a luxury or so superfluous that it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see the reactions and how quickly it works, the mm-hmm. therapy is it's just staggering. Right. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, we are sadly we're out of time. You're okay. fun. I have to talk to you all the time. <laughs> I agree. I want to. I want to hang okay. it. You're like my new best friend. Okay. Good. <laughs> Where can people find out more information about Gallup NYC? Okay, you can go to our website, uh, gallupnyc.org. Uh, if you want to volunteer, you can just go to volunteer.gallupnyc.org, and uh, it will tell you all about what you need to do if you want to volunteer with us, or if you're just interested in knowing more about us. Uh, the website goes 
goes through everything that we do. Uh, there are videos there that show you what we do, and we have online orientations. So we invite everyone who's interested to join us. We'd love to have you as a volunteer. I would love to be a volunteer, and I definitely want to take you guys up on that in the future. Thank you. So I wanted to say thank you for coming, Beth, and talking to me. And then I want to let all you New York Chihuahua lovers know that there is a Chilloween coming this Saturday at noon at 316 Lafayette Street, hosted by Ada Neves of Chihuahua Nation. Uh, it starts at 12 noon. There are prizes and fun. The donation of only $5. You can bring your Chihuahua, your Chihuahua mixes only. This is very exclusive. However, it's a hell of a lot of fun. I'm going to be judging the costume contest. I do take bribes, so please come see us. Give me something groovy and you'll win a prize how's that sound as for everything else thank you all have a great week i'll be back with a new episode in seven days take care thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.